Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hi, this is Charles. How are you doing? Hope you're having a good day. It's Charles Kelly, Money Tips, bringing you money tips to help you save, earn, invest, accumulate, and of course, enjoy more money. I'm also the author of the book, Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness, uh, which is about money and, uh, and, and happiness, obviously, but it, it explores the relationship that we have with money, uh, which sometimes uh, leaves us not appreciating money, not uh, feeling that we deserve money. And it, it even... You know, it even causes some people to to throw money away uh, because they can't handle it. They, they, their their men, mental thermostat is is gone off the, the the Richter scale, and like like people who win lottery amounts, sometimes they they just want to blow it. You know, and and they do frequently blow it. Not everyone, of course, but but some. Now, the UK, as I was saying yesterday, is is officially in recession, but those figures relate to. The, the, the last quarter and the last two quarters, in fact, and in the last quarter, uh, which, which runs April to June, the economy shrunk by 20 percent, which uh, it makes us amongst the leading economies in the world that we, we lost the most. Now, some people say this is because we are uh, a, a mainly service based economy. 80 percent of our GDP relates to services of one sort or another, uh, whether that's hospitality, retail, um, you know, com- IT services, all, all sorts of services, banking as well, banking insurance, uh, financial services. And the, these were heavily hit by the, the, the coronavirus. Obviously, our tourist uh, summer season has, has just gone. Uh, we've lost billions from tourism, billions from overseas tourists, billions of overseas currency. Uh, and, and that's why the, the, the UK was hit particularly hard, even harder than America, which has got the worst record for for coronavirus um and that that shrinkage if you if you relate that back to um the, the 2008 so-called great recession it wasn't anything like that i think that the economy fell by three or four percent in in that period uh in previous recessions if, if, you, if you look back on charts you'll see that they, they didn't fall by anything like 20 percent in in a particular quarter and of course, this is an unusual situation. Most recessions are driven by something going wrong with with the banking system, with um, uh, with a, with a war or country or a trade war or uh, in oil prices. That in the seventies, the OPEC oil price rise uh, triggered a, a, a big recession, big worldwide recession. And uh, so, this this is obviously an unprecedented situation. The Chancellor said this recession is unprecedented. In, in our lifetimes, I, I, I don't think in recorded sort of economic history, there's been one, uh, th- this situation like, like this, even during the war, I don't think things dropped this much. Um, however, in, in July, things have started to pick up. Retail sales are up by uh, 8.7% uh, and the job demand has picked up as well. Uh, sorry, retail sales are up, but the, the, the GDP grew 
by you know, nearly nine percent as well. The, the general gross domestic product. So retail sales are up in the in the high street as well. Obviously, this will be related to the previous month where they were really down and no one was going to shops. And then then you see a figure. Oh, it looks great. It's gone up by eight percent. Um, but still, on on the year, we're really heavily down. And uh, you know, we've got two hundred twenty thousand jobs lost in that quarter. Uh, you know, a million more people. Uh, yeah, in fact, nearly two more million people actually claiming benefits now. So that means they're not earning money, they're not paying taxes, they're drawing out of, of the system. And and many people feel that this will cost, uh, the Office for Budget Responsibility feels that this whole uh, saga will cost over 300 billion. And that's got to be borrowed somehow uh, by the government and, and, and other methods like, like printing money. Now, if you hear that thunder, that's the end of the, the heat wave here. We've had a few days of hot weather and, and now it's going to go back to normal British summer with rain and cloud and a bit of sun and then, then rain. Uh, so uh, that, that's the situation. But in July, things did start to pick up and actually job demand has picked up with, with more vacancies being advertised, according to the REC, the Recruitment and, uh, and Employment Confederation. Uh, they're saying that some jobs are... Uh, there's, a, there's there's basically a higher demand for, for some jobs. Now, believe it or not, at the top of this list, you, you'll never guess, you couldn't make this up, the top of the, the list for uh, job demands, well, second from top, the first is gardeners, um, maybe people are spending more money in their garden, but the second is debt collectors, up 20%, 20% higher demand for debt collectors. Now, what does that tell you? Well, it tells you that in a recession, there's going to be more people in debt, there's going to be more people getting behind with loans and mortgages and not paying their bills. And that's why they're advertising for more debt collectors. And I've seen this in previous recessions where, you know, bailiffs did very well. Um, insolvency practitioners. These are people that uh, help companies through insolvency. They, they, they must be rubbing their hands together. Insolvency practitioners, administrators, um, you know, uh, companies that deal with uh, auctioned off properties, um, and and you know, the people that deal with this 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 type of situation, mopping up people's misery, if you like, they are going to be booming, and it, and that that's an indicator to me that they're already gearing up for, uh, and, and they've already started to to see demand for their for their services. So that that's a little bit ominous there. Play workers are needed, construction. So that's a good sign that construction has picked up. That that's that's a, a positive sign. Painters and decorators. Um, I believe drivers are, are in, obviously a lot of companies are advertising for more drivers uh, because everywhere you look, there's white vans skidding around the corner with your latest Amazon delivery. Um, merchandisers are down, pharmaceutical technicians down, hairdressers down, and dental practitioners are down. Uh, and, and this doesn't disguise the fact that a, a lot of jobs, I think, will possibly just disappear off the radar uh, it's just one of those things that's happening. It's not just about this pandemic. It's also about the fact that a lot of jobs were, were being phased out anyway. Um, and, and we saw retail in, in the high street was going down year on year uh, as online sales were, were going through the roof. And now I think this has precipitated the whole thing. And, and now you're going to see a lot more shop closures and people losing their jobs. What were the top areas for growth in job postings? Funny enough, Redbridge and Waltham Forest on the edge of East London, uh, Derby, Derry City and Straban in Northern Ireland, uh, parts of uh, Arden North Down, Southwest Derbyshire, um, a few other counties there. 
the lowest was North Ayrshire, Swindon, East Ayrshire, uh, and Mid Antrim. So uh, different parts of the country showing different signs of, of growth or whatever. But let's not forget the fact that we, we are going to see a, a lot of job redundancies, as I've been saying, in the last few weeks. Big companies laying off uh, tens of thousands of people. Uh, we heard yesterday NatWest RBS laying off hundreds of people. And I think they will start closing branches and use this as an excuse. Councils are using this this crisis as excuses to close off roads to traffic, to, to bring in more bus lanes and, and choke the traffic uh, and, and, and introduce more charges to go into London and this sort of stuff. So it's, it's actually, it doesn't make sense to me what, why you would stop people driving to a town to spend money by, by closing off roads and just making it more difficult to park or charging them more to even come into a zone. I mean, Camden charges extra to park if you've got a, a diesel vehicle. Does it take up more space? No. But then, uh, you know, working uh, within a council, working as, as a councillor, not working for the council, but as a, an elected councillor, I could see that the council just, their revenue stream is is us. It's just how can we raise more taxes? How can we create more revenue to then go and spend it? And and it's in, on a bigger scale. The government does the same. Even Maggie Thatcher said years ago that the government doesn't have any money. The government takes their money from people, from companies, from, from taxpayers. So that, you know, in, in this year, we, we're seeing the, the tax take go down that the government's uh, taking in, but the spend is going up. So it's a lethal cocktail of um, pending economic disasters. That's why I think uh, that it's going to be a long haul to get out of this recession completely just saying that one month is better than the last month which was the worst month ever almost uh is is not good enough to convince me that things are okay and and we're out of the woods because one in three companies are still planning to make job cuts uh and i think after the furlough scheme comes to an end shortly i think there will be a lot of job cuts and that's where we're going to see a real bloodbath out there uh, with more and more people claiming benefits. And we've already seen it, you know, I, I, as I was saying earlier, uh, I, I've seen a lot of people approaching for uh, property and room where they, they, they are benefit claimants and landlords have had to adapt to accept them because th- th- there's more of those around at the moment, it seems, than people who are working. So what can the government do? Well, I think the government's just got to get everyone back to work as soon as possible. More jobs will be lost if the economy collapses uh, and and we haven't got enough money to pay for things like the NHS because you can't just keep printing money forever. Uh, so I think we've got to get that that moving again. And, you know, you know what I'm saying about jobs going, even jobs and even industries go. Uh, over time, things change so much. You know, you think of it when you used to go and develop film in, in, in one of these developing shops and print them off and, and buy frames for them and that sort of thing, you know, although millions more photos have been taken, I, I don't think so many of them are being developed and, and printed off in the, in the same way. Um, you know, I've seen companies just disappear. There used to be a company on an industrial estate here. They used to print thousands of, of rolls of film only maybe 20, 15, 20 years ago. And, and they've just gone. Do you remember, do you remember this, um, this thing here? It's called uh, a phone book. You probably can't read it that side. Cause it probably comes out. This is a phone book where people list their phone numbers and, and in there you've got adverts, yeah? It used to be a great business. This, this type of thing, here, look, look at these adverts here. So you've got people's phone numbers, and in, in there you've got adverts for plumbing, roofers, small small traders, and that sort of thing. Um, 
choosing a stair lift and you know, the standard stair, stair lift and that sort of thing. And this used to be a very lucrative business. Uh, there we go on the back, locksmiths. Um, and the yellow pages, Thompson directories, phone books was it was extremely rel- a lucrative business in in its own right, uh, because the idea is if you started a business, you had to get in the phone book. You wanted to get in that yellow pages, get that listing. So if someone rings up, you know they can see, they can find your number, and then you'd be persuaded to take a bold listing or a slightly bigger listing, or or maybe a half or quarter page ad. And you know this, to get into the latest yellow pages was was a must in business. You had to be there. But of course now. I don't think people do think about that now. They probably, if they start a business, they 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 want to get on the web. They want to want to get a Google listing, maybe. They want to get some SEO and and people coming to their website. They're not worried about the phone directory. A lot of people and businesses hardly bother with a landline now. Before, you know, you say, "Are you on the phone?" Uh, "Yes, I'm on the phone." "Oh, are you in the book?" Uh, "No, I'm ex directory." Or "Yes, I'm in the book." You know, that was a, a big deal to be in the phone book. You know, I'm in the phone book. It was like a, a prestigious thing. To, you're on the phone, you know, because when I was growing up, we weren't on the phone until I was a teenager. And we were all amazed. It took about three months to get a phone in from from uh, the post office. It cost a lot of money. Phone calls were really expensive. In fact, uh, you know, the, the cost of calls and, and overseas calls was a joke. You know, it was like uh, you could only phone, afford to phone somebody in Australia once in a lifetime. It was like so bad. It was really a, a lot of money. Anyway, that's how things have changed. Um, and, and whole industries have just gone. Yeah, BT is still there uh, because they're providing, they've adapted and they're providing broadband and Wi-Fi and, and other services other than just landlines. And of course, they control the network of, of the, the fiber optics and the landlines. So they've still got a great business. But their old business of charging people to make calls and and all these phone boxes which were also very expensive to call from uh it's not gone completely but it's it's certainly diminished and there's more competition around so you've got to watch ahead and think where is my industry going is it going places or is it going to be like the video recallers or or the cd players or the betamax videos or things that are just not i mean i'm sure you can name hundreds of them but uh, you, you, you've got to look at these things and say, where is my industry going? Is is my my employer adapting to, to changing needs? Uh, because so many things are, are going to change very, very fast. And, and we're going to see you know, driverless vehicles coming in the not too distant future, I'm sure. More AI, more jobs being done by AI. Uh, and, and that means less staff, more people working from home, less need for offices, more more jobs even uh, being outsourced abroad to cheaper countries, and, and that means less jobs for for British people. I think that's short sighted myself, but but there you go. Uh, so, what are you doing to adapt? What are you doing to uh, to to learn new skills yourself? Uh, what can you do to survive the coming recession? Although some people say we're not in recession, we're growing again. Uh, but but I think um it, it's still going to be a long haul we could even if we don't get out of this then we could go into depression which will be an even longer recession longer and deeper so what are you doing um can you learn a new skill can you um perhaps take up some other form of uh part-time business can you get into property can you get into whatever uh online retailing um if, if you're interested in that sort of thing drop me a line i can perhaps put you on to some free courses to get you started uh, drop me a line on Facebook or uh, on LinkedIn or, or whatever uh, and and and, and uh, 
and will put you in, point you in the right direction because many people have changed uh, their life by perhaps starting a part-time business or venture which then becomes their their full-time job and they're out of the rat race then they're not necessarily getting on that train every morning and they're able to build quite a lucrative business starting from home without offices without landlines and, and without having to be on the phone book uh, and um you know that that's actually replaced their job which they perhaps didn't like anyway i mean obviously if you like your job fine you know um i i know that uh, jobs that are secure uh, tend to be jobs that involve the government uh, the government in one way or another probably employs about half of us in this country certainly 40 percent or more and they tend to get a very good deal they get a very good pension they get uh, job security more or less for life unless they have a massive change uh, their, their, their jobs are very very secure and they get pensions as well which most of us don't get anything like the kind of pension you would get at a, a, a job involving the government a council job a civil servant a teacher a nurse an MP they get the best of all uh, police fire service all of these people get very good uh, pensions and, and very good deals in terms of that whereas the rest of them are, are on uh, money a purchase type of schemes where you you put your money in it depends on the growth in the fund and you know you're not getting very much contribution from the employer these these work-based pension schemes they're okay they're better than nothing but they're not going to be enough people need to save 10 15 to 20 percent of their their salary to get a pension on which they could really live on comfortably otherwise they're just not going to be able to afford to retire so think about that you know um, a lot of people got into buy to let because they they feel that the pension system is 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 not there for them, and that's their their pension. So if you want to learn these things, let me know because you you don't necessarily need a lot of money to get into property uh, or or online retailing. You need a lot of money to to go and buy properties, but there's lots of ways of buying property without using your own money. Uh, you need a lot of money to set up a, a shop in the high street but you don't need a lot of money to set up an online shop and start retailing stuff online tens of thousands of, of people have done it hundreds of thousands of people are doing these things so if, if they can do it i'm sure you can as well so thanks for listening uh there's a little bit of good news as i said some jobs are picking up so if you want to be a food, see yourself as a debt collector there's plenty of vacancies out there for that so thanks for listening have a, have a great evening and stay safe. This is Charles Kelly bringing you money tips to help you save, earn, invest, accumulate and enjoy more money. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 